Welcome to the Interracial John Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by a very white guy. And you are very white indeed. Um, Indubitably. We are so excited. We have, for the first time on our show, both... Together. Both sides Wonder of Twin the Powers What's the Tea podcast. We have Nick Jew and R to the Edgy on the line. What's going on, guys? Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hey. Please clap. I was off cue. Sorry. Forgive me. What up, guys? What's up, Internet? Yay. So glad to be here. Yes. So glad to have you guys. Um, And we're going to get into a whole bunch of fun stuff. But let me get all this boring crap out of the way first. If this is your first time joining us, uh, just search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio at Interracial John. That's J-A-W-N. You can go to our website, interracialjohn.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Periscope, uh, at Interracial John. Again, J-A-W-N. And we love feedback. Yeah, step Um, to it, John. What's up with that? Yeah. You can. You know, like email. Like a, I'm not trying to like again put like people on blast. I'm not gonna like go like shitty with you, but like uh, who was it? It was um, uh, Beauty Jackson on Twitter uh, did the a uh, little bit like hey you know podcasts aren't free. Do you support them? I'm not asking for money. We're not like there's no like donate to the John like that. Like we're not there yet, but like you could you could write a review. You could do a five star review. Yeah. You, could, you could do an email. You could do voicemail. It's like boop bleep, 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 bleep. Doesn't take a lot. You could do yeah lots. Doesn't of take a lot. Yeah, so you can leave us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher, and we'll read it here on the show. You can send us an email interracial john again j w n at gmail dot com, or you can leave us a voicemail six five seven johners at six five seven j a w n e r s. And if we get that, it's under three minutes, and it's not crazy. We'll play it on the show and shout out to Rod and Karen from the Black Hood Tips for our general feedback rules. Okay. Can't be fuck ass crazy. Otherwise, yes, we're good. That's about it. But more importantly, we have with us the the dynamic duo from the West of Tea podcast. We have Nick Ju, who has graced us here on the show previously. Um, she's a native Californian who re- relocated to North Carolina a couple of years ago for some fun and adventure. And there may be an update on that. I'm not sure. Uh, she's a calculated risk taker with a love for food, theater, and laughter. She's a super hippie Christian. I love that. I don't know why. I just think it's cool. You need a t-shirt that says that. I super hippie cool. Christian? I like that. Mm-hmm. With great idea, a yes. T-shirt. You could do a Teespring. People would buy that. And, and a black girl. It's got to be a black. If there's someone on the cover, oh like, yeah, with be like a a afro. Totally. Oh yeah, it would be so cool. Um, with my feet firmly planted on the ground. Um, she has no husband, no kids yet, and th- I didn't make that up. She. Not this that is funny. This is what she wanted to share with the world, Reggie. So um, I have no kids. <laughs> <laughs> She wants it out there, so it's clear, okay? Don't come to her with none of that stuff. Anyways, and we have Reggie, who is making his debut on the Interracial John. He's an actor, a son, part-time lover, full-time asshole, mm-hmm. and he stands for Serena Williams, Michelle Obama, and his mom, of course, and their best friends, and they host uh, the amazing What's the Tea podcast, one of my favorites, and we're just excited to have them on the show and to talk to you guys. Mix it up. Yes. So, I feel like Nick Jew's bio was way more like appropriate than mine. But you laughed at mine. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing because you like shamed me. <laughs> That's How did funny. I shame? Uh, it was so professional. Like you sound so nice, I, and I don't. Mm. But it's because you're nicer than me, so it's okay. That's like the mm. yin, the yin and the yang, right? Of it, your uh, little partnership. It's okay, right? Reggie. The dozen and a half listeners don't really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. They appreciate it, no, but I'm not really. Fine, yeah. Apparently, they haven't written <laughs> it or done anything about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody mm. first of all, like, how long have you guys been doing what the What's the Tea podcast, and how how did that all come to come to be? Oh, I think he knows the stats. Oh, um, so I do. Yeah. So we will be. 
It'll be our three-year podcast anniversary in May, actually, oh, which my is gosh. super exciting. That's I know. So it's crazy. Awesome. Um, so we started, uh, obviously, shout out to our podcast parents, Ra and Karen. The podfather um, They're the reason for every season. Uh, um, but we had become friends with them, and I knew Nicole was moving to North Carolina. And so um, we just thought it would be a fun way for us to... I mean, because we talk all the time anyway, but we visited Rod and Karen in Charlotte, and um, we were on their show, and they were like, you should do a podcast. And we were like, oh, no, no, but they kind of convinced us and thought it would be fun, and so we tried it. And the other dozen and a half people that don't listen to their sh- to your show listen to our show, <laughs> so we have, like, together we have, like, 25 listeners um, all, all That's together. That's a podcaster's and dozen. So, yeah. <laughs> It's been fun. It's been super fun. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. And how long have you guys been friends? You've been doing the podcast three years, but how long have you guys known each other? Well, you've got the numbers on this one, too. Mm. I do. I do. Tally it. Uh, it'll be uh, eight years this year. Oh, okay. nice. My longest and most successful relationship <laughs> other than my mama. I got two days As- for that. <laughs> so that's funny. That's funny. And um, have you found podcasting? Has it changed your relationship at all? Has it what dynamic has it added to, you know, you've got this five years before, now three years after? It, I mean, the only thing is that's different is now we have, like, a scheduled time to talk mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we don't talk to each other all the time anyway, like, on Gchat or via text message or the three seconds a year that I'm on Twitter. But, yeah, <laughs> now we, like, know that for at least an hour and a half, Every week we're going to be on the phone. And let me ask you this, because you've been friends a while and there's like, you know, relationships and like, like I'm sure a lot of relationships are kind of like ups and downs and sometimes you're like more kind of connected and into it and less. If the time to podcast is sort of like scheduled, like I was just like, we kind of try to record most Wednesdays and here we go and do it. But like some days you're like really into it and other days you're like, ah, you know, I don't want to like, if it's a chore, like I don't want to do it. Like we wouldn't do the podcast. So it's not like that. It's not like we're talking about like zero to 10, but like sometimes it's 10 and sometimes it's like seven, right? Do you guys uh, like reschedule if you're not totally like into it and down for it? Or do you kind of like, you know, go through and do the show anyway? Like what's sort of your policy? I've, I've never not wanted to record. Yeah. Oh, damn. Sometimes I feel- That's a good marriage. <laughs> All that sarcasm just kind of slaps me. I am not feeling it, but just to get mushy for a half a second, the minute I turn on the Skype and I hear my best friend's voice on the other end, like it's always a good day. Mm, like we why this you gonna do last, this to me? It's too early. <laughs> this last episode we recorded, we got on the Skype call and we both literally were like, ugh. It's ed- true. To everything. everything, but by the end of the show, we were crying, laughing. Ah, so. oh, that's good though. That's I, mean, awesome. I guess maybe like for us, because we're together all day, all the time. Like you know, I, I work from home. Leslie's here. Like so, like it isn't that we haven't seen each other in a while. It's like you know, what do we want to do right now at this exact moment? Is it podcast or something else? And like, I don't know. For me, there has to be a little bit of a. You know, I wouldn't say like the stars have to align or anything, but like, you know, if I'm not like necessarily into it, I don't think the podcast, at least for me, uh, is as enjoyable to listen to even. Oh, yeah. You mean, like, no, if you listen back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely been times when we've 
rescheduled because of life or just whatever. But I don't think there's ever been a time, at least for me, that we've had a scheduled time. And I'm like, I'm just not into it. There's mm. been extenuating circumstances. And then I was not into it. But it was never like, this is the time yeah. we're supposed to go. I, I just don't want to go. I'm feeling like it's usually you. always me. I'm the problem because I am an actor and that's my full time job. Like, I don't have another side job. So my schedule is super, super volatile. And um, like today, I was doing uh, doing this show at um, a theater in New York. I didn't, people are crazy, but I was working, um, and I like literally had to run out after the curtain call to make it here. So sometimes we have to like reschedule because of my schedule. Mm. Um, but I have the best podcast wife in the world because she's like, "Well, we'll do it whenever you can." And I, she always makes me. I mean, but the thing is, like, I always want to talk to her, so. Mm. That always makes it easy. Yeah, Man, y'all sure. are making me feel like a real dick. You, like a total you kind asshole. of are, but I wasn't going to say anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go ahead, ask that dumbass question. Everyone's going to see what an ass you are. But it's okay, dude. Go ahead. Do you. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. I'm just kidding, babe. I love you. Uh, well, I did. Uh, well, I have an overall arching kind of theme to the show today when I was choosing topics. I wanted to go heavy on the 90s R&B for Nick Jew and for Reggie because I think that yeah. we'll enjoy that, right? So we'll get started. I, I put some questions together and I'm hoping we can talk about them. little Tevin in the mix. All right. So I'm going to ask some questions. You guys can both answer them and just kind of let us know what your answers would be. My first one is, what is each of your go-to phrase when you get really excited? What's the, the first thing that comes out? <laughs> I think we both just said it when the song came on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. What's your favorite thing about each other? Oh, see, why are you going to make me cry? It's, it's, you know what? We can't do this. I have to, I need to reschedule. Um, Thank no, you, Reggie. Thank I, you. The thing for me about Nicole, that's my favorite, is that like from very early on in our friendship, we knew that we like got each other. Um, and there are like so many memories that they're just, I can't, I can't even. Mm. Um, but I think... The the moment I knew it was like gonna be we were gonna be together forever, uh, we were doing a show together, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was someone in the show who was getting on my damn nerves, <laughs> and he was like trying to do too much and like upstage me, uh, and he was on some roller skates and he fell like not on purpose. And Nicole and I looked at each other, and we both said at the same time, what us gonna do, like, to each other. <laughs> then we had the same reaction to each other saying that. Then had the same reaction to that, and we just quit and walked off stage. Oh, my gosh. And, like, that was, that was, that, that was, was it. Yeah, that was that's it. my favorite. Like, that's, like, magical. No matter magical. what I'm thinking or feeling, she thinks it, too. Oh, that is magical. That. That's awesome. Uh, Nicole? I, I, um tend to be extremely hard on myself and Reggie does not ever allow that. Nope. I love it. That's fantastic. All right. We're going a little lighter here. 
favorite Beyonce song? Oh, God. Um, Nicole? Love on top. Mm, the good one. Ooh, oh, you can do oh, two if you have Lord. to. I'll let you do two. I know it's hard I, to choose. No, I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. 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 I can do this. I okay. can do this. Okay. <sighs> Why don't you love me? Oh, that's a good one, too. All right. A little tricky here. Least favorite Beyonce song. Sure, that's easy. <laughs> oh, boy. He's got that one ready. Woo. What is it, Reggie? Well, it's it's a tie. It's a bunch of them. Ooh, mm, I, mean, I mean, I love everything she's ever recorded. Please don't come for me in my mentions. That I'm not for real. One of the dozen oh, and a half might be part of the I'm just asking for one. I'm not saying where I was. Jesus, Jesus. We'll do that. Um, Ave Maria. Oops. Just uh, I, I, I don't know that that's what you needed to it's do. Not necessarily you per se. I get that. Okay, Nicole. Uh, who ran the world or whatever the hell that dumb song you called? Whoa! Oh boy! Really? Like that, that might come 36, up later. Thirty-six people get writing credits, and there are six words in the song. <laughs> Those are very specific reasons. All right, who has been your least traditionally attractive? Hey, boo! On what's the tea? Ooh. Ooh. Oh my God. That's a, that's a left-handed that, compliment though, a little mm, bit. That's 150 <laughs> hey boo. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Our most recent least, least, just one you can think of that was not traditionally attractive, but worked on your hey boo. What's your hey boo? The just shouted out that college kid. What was his name? Tar- Tariq, Tariq. Oh, the one that answered the, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. With, the with the layups? Or was it? Yeah. No, rebounds. Uh, the rebounds, rebounds, guy? The rebounds Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torian Prince, yeah. See what you did yeah. is you go up and you take uh, the ball and you come down. The, what's the name of the dude on the Warriors, Nicole, who not Steph Curry, obviously. obviously. Um, Draymond. Draymond, Draymond. Draymond, yeah. 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 Draymond. He that. is a, a not skeet-based hey boo. <laughs> Got it. At all. Got no it. skeet. No skeet. None. Mm-hmm. Uh, best reality show on TV currently running. Ooh. That's gonna have to be a uh, Little Women Atlanta for me. <laughs> oh boy, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm gonna have to check it out. I, now. I, oh, you have to watch that to get on that one. Um, ugh. I, I, I oh, didn't know those oh, Little Women no, no, spinoffs. No. This is easy. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah, that's good. All right, you have one album to bring to a desert island for a month. What do you mm. choose? It's just a month, so you're not committing forever. Just one month. Nicole, Mama's Gun. Mm. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, "Beautifully Human" mm. words and sounds, Volume Two. Oh, that's good. Mm. very good. Very good. Your favorite- I was also gonna say "Continuum," but oh. I don't want to cry for the whole month. Oh, yeah, so. that's gonna be a little emotional, I think. Uh, what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it counts as a curse word, but cock. Mm, that's good. Like, use it in a sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, my favorite moment that just happened just now, I said cock, and Leslie said, mm, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, cock. I like it. I gotta, get that in, I gotta make that a sound like cock. Mm, mm, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Reggie, you gonna top cock? <laughs> I'm, I mean... <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
That was too oh, easy. I set that um, one up. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quick to find a joke. Uh, I'm <laughs> even quicker to find a cock. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'm gonna go with all of the iterations of the word fuck. Yes. Like I will gerund the fuck out of fuck to make yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's my word. Mm. That's a sailor's word. We had a friend who was a uh, he was in the in the navy or whatever, and he said that people that the captain would say shit like, "You go on fuck that fucking fuck," and you, that was that was a specific thing to do and and an activity, but all all the verbs and nouns just were replaced with fuck. So mm. absolutely, I mean, shit is really coming in second. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like I find myself just saying shit a lot. I'm gonna say something so gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, so fuck and shit fuck for and sure. Shit. All right. What is really going on with Cat Williams? Please, somebody, somebody, Child. please, what? what's what's happening? I don't even know. Mm. I think he's, I mean, clearly he's on drugs, right? Like, let, let me just ask this. I'll, I'll make a plainer question. Like, we, we all saw the video where he got, like, kind of choked out by a 12-year-old and shit. And, like, he totally <laughs> swung first. Like, literally, like, he went at this kid first. Like, I get it. Like, kids, John, at cat, like, he's in his face. But, like, rewind even a little bit. Like, the fuck are you doing on, like, a soccer field with a bunch of 12-year-olds getting, like, <laughs> angry with his shirt off? Real. For real, on like real. like two o'clock on like a Thursday afternoon. Like, what is going on with your life that that's where you find yourself? That is not. I don't know what it is, but mm, 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 not good. Can we talk for a minute, Cat? That's what I want to know. Yes, we need somebody's got to get their arms around him. Like I, I mean, I know what he wasn't always. You know, shall we say? A hundred percent successful in his endeavors. However, we were out here rooting for him. I wanted to see him do well. I don't know. It's just weird, and um, I don't know. All right, let's yeah. Go. I mean, go ahead. Pimp Chronicles was my shit, it was and really like good. Um, quiet as is kept of of my roster of short black comedians. I'm definitely picking Cat Williams before Kevin Hart, or at least I was before he lost his damn mind. Right. Um, you know, Cat had, had a show like maybe in like 2014. Where he had a whole routine about cops and they're crazy, not you guys. He was really fucking funny. Like, not even that long ago. Literally, like, really yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know what happened. Something happens. I, I blame Hazel E. I don't know. I'm just saying. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were they affiliated with each Yes. Yes. Uh, that's nasty. Yes, they were completely together, and then she was one of the the women that was arrested at his house when they had some sort of like girl brawl at his house, and the police were called. And oh, she was one of the girls Lord arrested. Jesus! Oh Lord, that's well, that's all we needed to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she went Hazel from e. cat haze to oh mm. wow, how yeah. dreadful. Chet Hanks was that? Chet Hanks. Oh yeah, he's out here getting his dad suit and his mom suit now what in the world is that about dude it's terrible love yourself cat williams him. i had to unfollow him on instagram because he i think he said the n-word in one of his songs i was done yeah no him. he did he did absolutely and then like defended it and shit of course like, he did yeah, of, of course, course. Did. of course like dude you're, you're not just a, the average white kid you're tom hanks's son 
Get it together. I can't. Like maybe your daddy grew up in Oakland, but you certainly did not. And you even most you did, certainly didn't. Definitely. And even if you did, Tom Hanks no. been been uh, famous since he was like nineteen. Bosom yeah. Buddies was a long fucking time ago. Like, for real. <laughs> so let's not go there, okay? Let's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> I'm going to hell for this. Take that cool. as you will. Mm. Reggie. <laughs> I would I would I would be so happy to walk to the pearly gates, have uh, St. Peter give me the nod, the gates open up and God just comes out and says, "My nigga." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Reggie, get yeah. fucking out of my house. Literally, as you yeah. say, as you're, you're saying you're going to go to hell. You shouldn't say any of this. And we just talked about tanks. And I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going to fucking say it. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking love you for yeah. it, dude. That is no, awesome. No, dude. that's, yeah. You rule. That's, you rule. That's God. Yeah. You know what, though? It would be true. She's that's gonna why. She's up and she's going to say it. would be nigga. true. Yeah, it would is. be true. That's why that's beautiful. Nicole. I think I would enjoy a nice hug and a giggle <laughs> and like, Sorry, told you. <laughs> <laughs> Not sorry. Not sorry. Just so- sorry to you? Yeah, just sorry. Because sometimes I feel like he thinks my life is hilarious. <laughs> so I just want a little bit of acknowledgement like that. He, he, knows he knows that it was not nice sometimes. Got it. Good. I'm not. You. I'm not saying that this is what I would want to hear, but I hypothetically think this is what would happen. Like if I were there and the gates like miraculously opened up, it'd be like, <sighs> okay, <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, be I like, guess. <sighs> All right. Okay. Come on in. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> and you'd run really fast before he changed his mind. Someone <laughs> lean over like, man, if standards gone down. Ooh, what is going Jeez, on in here? Mm, all right. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. That was yeah, awesome. A little insight into you guys. Hopefully those weren't too invasive. Um, that was amazing. Uh, cool. All right. So let's get into some news then. The news is coming on. The news is coming on. So I saw this uh, headline in a news uh, segment. I didn't even have to read the article. Portland, Oregon, deemed the most racist city in the United States, and uh, that should color me surprise. Yeah, well, and Oregon was, uh, for those that don't know, formed as a white supremacist utopia. Like black mm. people were outlawed in uh, Oregon. In fact, there was a town, uh, Vanport, that they let uh, flood and get destroyed. Had like fifty thousand homes, mostly uh, black and lower income. And uh, so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Portland's wicked racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a recent nationwide survey conducted by the Oklahoma Symposium on Racial Studies claimed to have pinpointed the individual U.S. cities that are the most plagued by racism, uh, locations like Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix, Arizona, and Chicago, Illinois. However, the city crowned the most infected with the cancer of racial intolerance came as a shocker, but I don't think so, so much. Uto- liberal utopia of Portland, Oregon. The city I of think Ro- the South gets a bad rap for racism. Oh, I think so, um, too. I'm hearing a little bit of echo. Hopefully it'll just go away. Um, yeah, it's gone. Okay. So I think it's the um, Midwest mm-hmm. and the Northwest to me that are the most racist. Cause at least in the South, you know where you stand. 
and people have been living side by side for generations. But you go to those places where there are no black people, they're extremely racist. Oh, yeah. We're, the town we live in is uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, deemed the fifth worst place uh, in the nation to live for black people. Uh, fully wow. like 30 or 40 percent uh, live below the poverty line here in Grand Rapids. It's really not good for black folk. And uh, other folks will refer to Grand Rapids as the like Mississippi of the north. Just that it's uh, like you said, it's not nearly as in the open. It's kind of like smile this to your face not- and stab you in the back kind of racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely That's their I think, favorite kind. Yeah, that is their favorite kind, and and I do agree with you, Nicole, that the Midwest and the Northwest are for sure the most racist. And to me, like you see a lot of these cities where um, the the Great Migration took place. This isn't as true for the. Um, Northwest, but the Midwest for sure, where we had you know huge flocks of um, black folks coming from the South to the Great North and, and settling. Sure. Um, that that's where the segregation is the most pronounced um, because when black folks came up here, white people didn't want them anywhere near them. They were like, "No, what are you ta- What are you doing here? Right, you're right. taking away our jobs. You're lowering you know economic standards, and you're ruining our neighborhoods." Even though none of that was true, um, and so you see it play out you know we we go 50 years in the future and now we have you know you walk across one street and you have fifty thousand dollar houses and you cross the street and it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar houses literally five steps you take and it's that marked here in in our city and a lot of cities in the midwest so i it's it's really and even weird not weird but uh, they'll have one-way streets it's like there's a myriad of ways to get around the quote-unquote you know like what they've deemed the the black neighborhood and like one way to get into it Literally. Wow. It's fucked wow. up. I, I think it's like referred to as hyper segregation. Yeah, it is hyper segregation. Where it's just like not even like, you know, areas. It's like block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you, if you're black, you don't live there. Yeah, that's what it is. And vice versa. I've never heard of hyper segregation, but that, that's, that's some intense sounding shit. It's, it was hard for us to find a house because we wanted to live in an integrated neighborhood. And it was either you lived in a white one or a black one. And, and we were there's one neighborhood that's integrated and like the houses go like so fast. Yeah, and for real, we the neighborhood we're in, like day three we're living here, white neighbors like, Yeah, I should have moved a long time ago. Like, ah, thanks for that, I what? guess. Like <laughs> racist ass fucking comment. Thanks. Awesome. Buddy. Wow. I don't talk to these. That's like, crazy. That's oh god. And then like yeah. day, day, day eight, the the one uh, weird white lady came over to tell us about the Mexican crew that I'd hired to replace the roof on my, you know, and she was worried about them. <laughs> and, like, like ring the doorbell, ring the doorbell. Like I want to let you know, get the fuck out of here. Mm, but I want to let you know. Mm, let you know. Don't come. Don't come over here again, man. We don't need your kind. <laughs> Thank you. Portland has an annual White Man March organized by the white nationalist group American Freedom Party mm, every year. Not at all horrible. Mm-hmm. Portland schools wow. also employ racial segregation during their parent-teacher conferences. The superintendent of Portland's public school system declined to comment, but it's suspected that the reason behind the school's separation of parents by their skin color is to avoid any potential confrontations between racial groups. What? Just, or to just deny the whole purpose of a fucking melting pot. You know what? You know what, Portland? Mm-mm. You're on my list. Well, and it's, you know, and like, it is this like, quote unquote, liberal utopia. And like, what that means is gentrification. So like, yeah, I'm sure there are black people in Portland that are mighty fucking pissed that their neighborhoods are getting, you know, fuck pushed out of. Yep. 
it's an unspoken truth that Portland is predominantly white and they want to keep it that way. So, yeah, and I think it's interesting because it's such a I think in this election year, we're seeing put on display what black people have known forever, which is that progressives and liberals are some of the most racist people in the entire planet. Mm. You are snatching the words out of my tongue. So Word. I just get to keep my mouth closed because no. I'm not getting in trouble. Y'all, this is Leslie saying it's not me. I'm oh, not yes, I'm definitely saying I say it's any liberal or progressive that wants to come talk to me about it. And Portland is this liberal hippie you know progressive bastion of whatever the put fuck. a bird on it yeah mm-hmm. whatever all we need is love fuck you that's what that is Mm-mm. No, no, no. yeah well, shit. all right <laughs> so you know i know we've all probably do you guys facebook are you done with the facebook i know that lots of folks are done with the facebook by now uh nick Ju has has gone for her like, last days yeah four years Gone. Wow. wow i'm impressed i'm really impressed i'm i'm thinking about walking away you think you're 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 on the cusp mm. i'm on the cusp I, yeah. I have like ebbs and flows with it and for me it's been weird because sometimes twitter gets so toxic that i retreat to facebook a little bit and then the opposite thing will happen so i find it nice to have both of them out there to kind of land on but i'm not an avid instagrammer which i think is probably where my Achilles heel is but there was a little thing that came out about who screens flagged Facebook content which I thought was really interesting Uh, mm -hmm, they are contract workers who sift through the mountains of material aren't exactly paid US minimum wage Uh, Gawker shared a story of a 21 year old Moroccan man Armin Dekouri who received the princely sum of a dollar an hour from an outsourcing firm that screens flagged Facebook content what? He was hired by Odesk, which I thought you'd find interesting, Drew, which counts Facebook and Google among its clients. After passing a written uh, test and surviving an interview, he was assigned to an Odesk team of roughly 50 people from third world nations, including Turkey, the Philippines, Mexico, and India. And the team worked four-hour shifts from their homes. They were paid $1 an hour plus, quote, commissions, which the job listings said should pay quadruple their base pay. And um, they use a web-based tool that report, you know, to just sort through all of this stuff. And he said it was humiliating. They're just exploiting the third world. And he, Gawker got in touch with a few other former moderators of why they left the job. And this is what they said. Think like that. Think like there is a sewer channel and all of the mess, dirt, waste, shit of the world flows toward you and you have to clean it up. What? This is how they describe the job. You had the KKK cropping up everywhere, is what one other person said. Pedophilia, necrophilia, beheadings, suicides, etc. I left because I value my mental sanity. Whoa. That's awful. For a dollar an hour? They did mention that the job is not for the light of heart before hiring me. I think it's ultimately my fault for underestimating just how disturbing it would be. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. I am, the last, like, um, non-artistic job I had, I worked for a um, uh, a web startup, and we definitely (laughs) out, (laughs) I knew you were going to laugh, you motherfucker. I knew you were going to laugh. I hate her, y'all. I can't stand her. Uh, um, And uh, Nicole used to, come in our customer service chat window and troll me at work. <laughs> um, but we... <laughs> fucking haters. <laughs> um, but we outsourced a lot of our development uh, to Indonesia. 
And I was like, oh, that's weird. But they were they were getting paid like very little money. And, you know, at least their jobs weren't terrible. Like they were, I'm afraid to say what their job was, but like they were like building websites basically. Right. Um, but they weren't scrolling over um, flagged content because, I mean, the shit that I see on Facebook that I think is questionable that doesn't get flagged, I can only imagine the racist comments and like, the inappropriate pictures and that's that's got to be the the worst job ever the yeah worst. and they're not even good at it like there's honestly there have been like you know kkk like ridiculous fucking things that are up without a problem they got no issue with it and then they'll take down like you know like i don't know like black lives matter things well i think because it becomes a numbers game what these racists do is they start like yeah, getting a bunch yeah. of other racists to, to report the same thing and i can imagine if you have a river of shit coming at you when you see it's a big piece of shit because it has all these things attached to it i wouldn't oh, even look oh at my it God, that's i would really, just be like fuck image. it click no i'm not even looking at that whatever that thing is that's coming at me that's that that's got all these people upset about it i'm not gonna look at it so i could see it happening yeah. i'm not saying it's right but i could see it happening that's still fucking hor- like a a, they, they, they made somebody do that God. for a dollar for a dollar and the person had to quit not only like for you know just to, to quit but like listed in the reasons like my sanity yeah, like, my mental you health need, you need like a therapist on staff full time if people are going to be doing that shit four hours a day no way fucking like pictures of like suicides and death and fucking like horrible you know shit what? that's what they should do instead of prison Make people do that. That would be like for real. We'd be killing like two birds, one stone. We got you know we've got people having serious punishment that they would really make them reevaluate their lives, and we can get rid of this whole you know prison industrial complex thing. I think it's a win win. Quite frankly, I'm here for it. Give them some skills. They they learn C plus plus and HTML and all that everything. Yeah, I'm I'm down. So patent that idea. Very nice. Very nice. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just the I'm I'm doing a play right now about how terrible people are on the internet and just thinking about how people just think that because they're behind a screen or they have an anonymous screen name that they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want with no consequences and it's like people People su- people suffer the consequences from the things that you post or from the comments that you that you make. Like, it just it's so so sad that people think that they have complete carte blanche to be assholes. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, Drew, I know you said somebody uh, you tried to tell me about this. So somebody got arrested for a videotape or something. Yeah, he fucking rented. Freddie got fingered. Let's start with, with that. With Phoebe Cates in it. Tom Green. From you know Tom Green, like yeah, the on my bum, the moose is on my oh, bum. Yeah. Tom Green, right? So Tom he, Green. this dude rented. Well, wait, wait, wait. What movie am I thinking about with Phoebe Cates? Uh, and there was like a imaginary uh, drop, drop dead, dead Fred. Drop dead Fred. Okay, okay, this okay. Is, this is Freddy slightly got fingered. worse than that. Two different. Movies. <laughs> it's called Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, but a man in North Carolina, actually, you're neck of the woods, uh, was arrested for not returning this VH tape. Fourteen years. <laughs> Late. Wow, and the, the, sir. The, the, listen, listen. The mom and pop place that, like, put in the, like, you know, because, like, I, I, apparently uh, not every state would allow something like a not returned blockbuster video to go on, like, you know, your record and then for that criminal charge to turn into a warrant for your arrest. But North Carolina is one of those lucky states where that is possible that, like, you know, this petty crime can be a warrant for your arrest. And the company's not even in existence anymore. They went out of business. Like, nobody's in business that runs videotapes anymore. Right. I was going to say, who's even pushing this issue? 
uh, you know, the cop that pulled him over is like, listen, man, I am really sorry. Well, he just had a warrant in yeah. for 14 years. Yeah. You see, this yeah. is how what? I know it. This is how I know it's a white man because for 14 fucking years, this motherfucker never got pulled over and nobody ran anything on him in 14 goddamn years. That's the truth. I would like to see that happen to a black man. I would love to see that happen. Wouldn't. Yeah. So wow. the, the cop brings him back to the car and says, sir, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, there's a warrant out for your arrest from 2002. Uh, apparently you rented a movie. Freddie got fingered. Oh and my God. You never returned. It. That's what my local law enforcement officer is up to. Yeah, but so but they let people drive any kind of way out there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Tom Green tweeted, uh, "I just saw this. And I'm struggling to believe it's real." And I uh, wrote back and said, "Yeah, I can't believe somebody rented for to get fingered too. That's crazy. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> That's unreal. Really That's unbelievable." Yo, he married Drew Barrymore. Though. He did. Can we talk about that for a he moment? He was like, he was, he was the shit for like a minute. Like uh-huh. had, had his own like MTV, MTV show. show. Ooh, that was an ugly era. Just Ooh. a hot minute. What was it? They called it uh, the uh, Green something. The Tom Green, Tom Green show. show. I think oh, it was. well, there we go. That's an inventive <laughs> ass name. Um, yeah. Wow. We really were because that was. That was like right around the time when Jackass was getting super huge too. Yeah. He was, I think he was like the a like Jackass. Early like, yes, he was just before that, and it was kind of. Mm-hmm. I I found it I, like I likened it to like almost the like frat backlash because that's what I always think of of those shows like when all of that started getting really popular. Nitro Circus. But, yeah. and he just all he of was that. never funny though. He was never <laughs> funny. Cancer in the ball. He did have ball he cancer. Have You're right, cancer. testicular cancer. I do remember that. It just made me so uncomfortable watching him. (laughs) 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 Nothing like a sad trombone. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Sorry. (laughs) Put the game clock at 420. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) So uh, that's our our cue for uh, weed Weed news. news. We do have weed news. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I heard about this. Whoopi Goldberg launches a line of medical marijuana products aimed at relieving menstrual cramps, y'all. I love it. For the vagina. The company is called Maya and Wolf. And Maya and Whoopi will offer cannabis edibles, tinctures, tropical rubs, and a THC-infused bath soak that it describes as, quote, profoundly relaxing. Profoundly relaxing? Yes. Um, And uh, she says, for me... I feel like if you don't want to get high, high, which is funny because that clearly she likes to get high, high. Oh, this yeah. is a product specifically just to get rid of discomfort. Smoking a joint is fine, but most people can't smoke a joint and go to work. This, you can put it in your purse. You can put the rub on your lower stomach or your lower back at work. And then when you get home, you can get in the tub for a soak or make tea and allows you um, to continue to work throughout the day. They do have a lot of, uh, in Colorado now, that it's been recreationally legal and medically legal for a long time. They're uh, advancing sort of the different, like, strains and what uh, it has. And their marketing stuff is more THC and then a lot of things as less THC and more CBD. So, like, the stuff you give to kids that have, like, issues like epilepsy and different seizure disorders, you don't want them, like, fucking rocked and high. Right. So, you give them something that's high in the cannabinoids and low in THC. Which they're going to offer both kinds. They're going to offer some products with THC and some without. There you go. um, Which I think is really smart of them. And she's spoken at length about her love of her vape pen because she has glaucoma, quote, unquote. And um, so, she... she Sure, she does. (laughs) She needs it, guys. Yeah, some of these fucking, like... (laughs) things and devices and kits and shit that they have to like portable smoke marijuana like specifically like concentrates and things now it's like 
bonkers, man. Like, I, it's shit I never like. I thought I'd like new shit like about weed, and then I saw some stuff that just blew my mind. I was like, whoa, yeah, that's you unbelievable. And you were like, they've got this thing and that thing. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> I was like, I asked, I, I felt like a noob. I was like, I'm a forty year old fucking rookie. Like, what? I've never heard of this. What is this? Oh my <laughs> god, look at that! Some some new kind of weed you never some even new heard kind of thing I never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing it crazy in Colorado. Yeah, and I, you know, North Carolina is one of is a big pot producing state. I think it's like goes like California, Michigan, and then North Carolina, if I'm correct in my knowledge of such things. So I'm surprised there hasn't been more of a push for to legalize it. Uh, I'm waiting for it to kind of. Are there are people making moves? But it's a it's more just on the medicinal front. Mm. But North Carolina is still a red state, so. Mm. Um, I mean, there are little pockets of liberal, hippie, lesbian towns. Um, but for the most part, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. But there, there's a huge push for, for medicinal legalization there. Well, they they have decriminalized it here in Michigan, um, which means that you can have like up to a certain number of plants and then you can get your medical card as well and it's also just like a fine so there's no jail yeah no they uh they've gone multiple steps one on the state level like you said medically and then uh, on a county level and then our jurisdiction our city specifically has decriminalized it to the point that i i want to say 25 dollars yeah up to like a a, quite a bit like an ounce of marijuana is just a a A, traffic ticket ticket. yeah Yeah, like a parking ticket Mm -hmm. and and i I, from what i hear um the there definitely looks like there's going to be a legalization measure on the ballot this year so um it's it's hurtling towards Good looking uh, out, Michigan. Yeah, it's hurtling towards legalization, which of course makes a whole other set well, of speaking of issues. Uh, drug uh, legalization, we've often talked about uh, when these things get legalized. Uh, we frequently don't have any discussion about uh, retroactively grandfathering in, but thank I God. I was just about to say, mm. like, there are so many people serving ex- like extensive jail sentences for carrying a dime bag of weed, but now in Colorado they have like restaurants where they pair weed with your pizza and your wine and yeah it's crazy i I find it very hilarious absolutely and even beyond the people that are in jail now i think about all of the people that that have records based on um pot uh you know charges and now they're out of jail in their communities let's say in colorado for example and their conviction prevents them from even participating in this potential gold mine of an industry so this thing yeah. that ruined their lives and certainly um was detrimental if you look forward in their entire family and how this affects communities they're not even they're getting completely cut out of this industry that that is unfortunately reaping off of the the sweat in jail that all yeah. of them spent. So it's really yeah. just completely Spe- shitty. Speaking of, there are 61 fewer. It's our uh, lame duck blackness. Our president obesity's added again, uh, exonerating uh, drug offenders. Sixty-one uh, individuals that were serving crimes for uh, drug offenses have been uh, given presidential exonerations. And uh, there's an interview uh, talking with some of them. I'll let them speak in their own words. 
commuted uh, 61 sentences. A commuted sentence like this changes Philip your Emmert, life and, and why uh, you think it a white man. for drug offenses. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's the reason computations are out there, for people who get uh, slipped through the cracks and get these huge, huge long sentences. For one thing, there's a whole lot of people getting these huge long sentences. I was just a small number. If you wanted to sentence me because I Brandt, uh, was in a relationship a with woman. someone that dealt drugs, that I knew about it, that I was present during a time that there were some drugs transactions going on, that I traveled with him. Okay, I'm guilty of those things. A life sentence is not warranted for Oof. the minor role that I played role in the conspiracy. And what was your interaction with the life sentence? Today, right? Oh, God. How was that? Yeah, he, he totally shocked me. I didn't know he was going to show up. I knew I was coming to a meeting, but I, <laughs> when he showed up, he came busting in the room. Like oh, you he, didn't even know? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I had no clue. It was such an honor. Such a privilege. So wait, they met Obama? Yeah, the oh, White House is on the East Gate line now. Believing in me and, and giving me the second chance at life, at freedom, um, to be a productive citizen means a lot. I, well, I think you, you got to give people a second chance. you got you got to give people a chance to see if they can clean themselves up. If you want to help them clean themselves up where they're, not, where they're not doing drugs uh, so they can get started in life. I, you know, most people I, that I knew at the time, I never knew anybody that committed any violence. I, knew, I grew up in the hippie generation where people were just smoking pot and, and doing drugs. It was just kind of part of the culture. But, you know, they were a lot of really good people. I would say be careful because I've met so many women in prison that had no knowledge of what was going on. But guilty by association is what brought them into the situation. I can hand you a package and not know what's inside and find myself facing a judge and a lengthy sentence. She had a life sentence, Ramona did. Wow. You, a life sentence for being an accessory to drug trafficking? That's absurd. That's crazy. Uh, you know, and I, it doesn't escape me that the uh, optics, whenever he's done this now, I think four or five different times totaling, you know, maybe like three or 400 individuals. Uh, so this isn't the first, uh, and it's not the biggest. He did one with like a hundred and something folks he exonerated. Uh, but frequently the individuals that are camera forward facing uh, are white folks but it was a white guy and a, and a black woman uh, and I think that again was intentional but uh, good for Obama I'm, I'm pleased I, I hope he uh, when he started it he said he wanted to single-handedly uh, make efforts to reverse and correct uh, grievous errors in you know the judicial uh, sentencing in this regard and I was like ah, that's fucking amazing that he wants to do that as a exiting president it's awesome yeah, it's that's good. amazing. It's definitely. I mean, I love seeing that he's using this clemency, you know, opportunity for these types of things. Not like I don't know, buddies that were on yeah, fucking Wall Street, yeah. on Wall Street or whatever, which we've seen in the past. So, and usually done like the week before they go out of office. Let me sign these right. real quick. Oh, this is this far in advance. Continue, you know, just doing it continuously. Yeah, she's up to two forty eight now. That's okay. the number. Mm. That's still that's good. And uh, he's got another, you know, eleven months or whatever to do. More, so I hope he keeps uh, whatever the fuck he wants to. Oh, and he's doing okay. it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So uh, I guess we got some. Uh, where are we? White people. I get bullied in school. I can't wait till I'm a cop so I can bully you. White people. Hey, hey, white people. God damn it! Fucking white people. <sighs> Today in white people. The Broadway Union takes issue with Hamilton casting call for oh non-white God. performers. Uh, 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 yeah, please. So I figured you two would be the good 
good people to discuss this with, both because of, obviously, your love of the theater, Reggie's actual occupation, and your love of Hamilton. So... Now I'm going to make some popcorn. Let's get your quick hits on this, and we'll just let you guys talk about it real quick. Go ahead, Reggie. Y'all, I hope y'all have three more hours of y'all life free, because... Um, <laughs> no, no. Here's, here's, here's what I will say, and I, I went on a very lengthy Twitter rant about it last night. My... I'm still getting notifications from people <laughs> retweeting and and shit. And I will say, since then, um, the president of Actors Equity Association um, did release a statement saying that they apologized for their remarks because they got their wig snatched the fuck back. Um, but the problem was, so the casting list came out and they said for the open calls, which I'm just going to say this because this is my job and I know this, like all of that shit is a publicity stunt. Like right. they're they're just trying to drum up interest for the show, which is crazy because there's there's it's like how much interest do they need? More interest for about real, the show how much than already exists. Need? But like they are not casting someone who they're not casting someone with no theater experience in this play. They're not. They're That's not, not like it's just, it's not going to happen. Um, but anyway, they're doing this like it's like it's like what they did with the Wiz and and whatever like. Shanice did not come from a line at an open call. Like Shanice had an agent and you right. know, not to say that this wasn't a huge opportunity for her, but sure. they didn't find her off the street. She right, wasn't right, like right. walking Nobody. off the bus at Port Authority and they were like, You <laughs> oh look like God. a star. Like that doesn't it doesn't happen. <laughs> I've got my bags. I'm here I'm here to conquer Broadway. No, right. Like that does that. not happen. Um, yes, it does. That's how they found the girl who was in the hairspray movie. It happens very rarely. I think just to butt in real quick, I think that they said that because they would prefer to have real rappers who don't necessarily have acting Certainly. training than Certainly. trying to teach a bunch of actors how to rap. And I think Certainly. they could very well put somebody in the ensemble or as a swing who doesn't have theater experience but can rap. True. Certainly. 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 Absolutely. And they would um, probably need to be non-white, just saying. Yeah. To have that would. skill, right? So... Um, so the big problem was that, and I don't understand why this was a problem because the casting, the casting list said non-white. It didn't say, now, you know, obviously there was the whole hashtag, not your mule thing yes. where everyone was getting mad at black yeah, people because yeah. Chris Rock wasn't talking about the, the lack of diversity with, of other races. He was just talking about black people. Like the casting list didn't say just black. It didn't say just Puerto Rican. It didn't say just Dominican. It didn't say just Filipino. They're not trying to recreate the exact original cast, but it's important for Lin-Manuel's vision of the show that all of those characters are non-white. What fucks me up and why I'm still fucked up is there is a major supporting role in the show that is a white person, like specifically and intentionally white. And there are white people in the ensemble. It's not like this is Bright Star, the new Steve Martin musical, (laughs) where in the casting list it said, all of the characters are Caucasian, right. period. Right. Like, it didn't say no niggas allowed. It didn't say no fats, no fems, no Asians or whatever, like someone's grinder profile. It just said, I'm, I'm sorry. He I'm went, sorry. No, go, go. go. So no, 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 go. So it's like, said yes. all characters are Caucasian. And it's a musical in the South, but okay, there's no black people. Okay, sis. Okay, right. That musical that everybody loved that was whack as fuck a couple of years ago, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, mm. uh, everybody was white, 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 white. Was James you know, Corden like, in that one? Huh? Was James Corden in that one or whatever that guy's name No, is? he was in um, 
one man, two governors. Right. Okay. So, um, speaking of James motherfucking Corden, into the motherfucking <laughs> woods, woods yeah. the movie, everybody was why, 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 super why. Like unnecessarily, it's fairy tales. Come on, people. It's not even real. It's not even and, like, real. Um, our uh, my Nicole's friend, who is a you know famous actress and singer, um, was on American Idol and all that stuff. Said, um, uh, "Wicked is like." not a real that's not a historical piece it's made the fuck up but there has never been one black person in either of those two female leads and that shows yeah. on broadway for yep. over a decade almost 15 years there was yep. a black alpha there was a black alpha in, in london no Chicago. not not on broadway it was in not on broadway and like no, not broadway. i just don't understand like why this is the this is the message that you're saying that we can't even be made up characters like they're making a um ca- uh what the fuck is that bullshit called um a hungry games musical oh, right. and in the casting <laughs> for Katniss it said Caucasian like y'all get every motherfucking musical this ain't for y'all ass and where is the outrage um when they're doing color purple like you don't want to audition for that yeah they don't or care where's the that. outrage for how if you hear me that was open on Broadway for literally 30 seconds because it was whack. Like they're only mad because this is the hottest shit in the streets and you can't do it. Well, welcome to my life when they do motherfucking Fiddler on the Roof, nigga. Like welcome to my entire career. Carousel or, um, or Jersey uh, boys or anything by Steven Sondheim. Mm -hmm. I can't be in motherfucking Sunday in the park with George. Go fuck yourself. Like, Mm. ugh. It's Woo. ridiculous, especially because it's like they don't even realize that like the fact that it's a non-white uh, there's there's so many characters that are non-white in the show. It's why it's garnered so much attention. Like it's the exactly. thing that that's made it the the what it is, the juggernaut that it has become. It's that is what's made it stand out. I mean, obviously, it's really good and the songs are amazing, but intertwined into that, as you said in, in Lin Manuel's vision, is that. It's a it's a multicultural cast. So to to try and say that that's something wrong with it, it's like well then you don't like it. That's what I would that think. Moment, you don't like that it. Moment when George Washington um, comes out on stage and there's like this huge hubbub and they're like, this is the moment you've been waiting for. This is the man with the plan. And it's a it's a black man as George Washington. I've seen the show twice and like it still takes my breath away. I'm like, mm. oh my god, oh my god, that's a black like oh shit oh my god and it, that will never get old and can you imagine the the black and brown and and asian kids who see that and they're like oh fuck the world is possible like there is a white musical about these people it's called 1776 right. and every theater does it right and the yeah. number where the north where the senators threatened to not sign the Declaration of Independence if they don't allow slavery always gets a huge motherfucking standing ovation. So go fuck yourself. Do 1776. This ain't for you. Mm. You know, and that's just so, you know, uh, I've said it on Twitter, like, as white people, we're so accustomed, so accustomed to having everything centered on us, like every fucking thing centered on us, that the instant we feel anything doesn't include us in any sort of way. It's an affinity space. It's a fucking black casting call. We just, it's against us because everything's so often like, it's weird. It's almost like, how do you describe water to a fish? Like you don't realize as a white person, like navigating the world, like you're taught not to think about yourself as white. So when like all these opportunities that are just like made for you and you exclusively and only you, like you don't think of it as like anything different and unique and special. But as soon as there's one that's not for you, you're like, oh my God, that's against me. Oh my God. 
And like because the fact that they. It's the default. It's like every casting notice ever, they don't say white unless they're trying to specifically tell you that you they don't want you in it if you're not black or if you're white, you know, whatever. And they say, you know, the this is what what fucks me. And I, th- I think this is why they posted that in the first place is because um, because every union, you know, has gone through all of its processes processes to get where it is at the end of, at the bottom of every equity casting notice it says all ethnicities encouraged to, to encouraged. audition right encouraged encouraged, encouraged. Right. but like let me show up to the epa for or sorry for the the open call audition um for that musical nerds or for that musical falsettos i'll be the only black person right. and i guarantee you i will not be on stage even if i am the best person in the show or in the best person to audition. And what I think is what I, and I, I think what, what people are upset about is because they don't know which is worse to say non-white encouraged or non-white only, or to say open to everybody and not cast white people because mm. it's like, that's what, that's my experience when I auditioned for all Shit, these yeah. plays where they, where they don't list the ethnicity of the character, but I audition and I'm the only black person in the room. And then I see the picture of, of the play in the New York times and it's all white people. Like you say it's open to everybody, but you're not casting everybody. You, you, the director, the casting director, the producer have in your mind that this is a play about white people. And you just, you get around that by saying all ethnicities encouraged to, to audition, but we're not playing that game. We don't want there to be, we don't want it to say all ethnicities encouraged so that, uh, Pawtucket theater company does an all white version of Hamilton. Like, he does not want that. It's just it's, it's the same thing with August Wilson saying, if you're not black, don't direct my shit. That's right. in his will. Yep. They will shut your shit down. Like that's just that's the will. Of, that's the will of the of the of the author. You, oh, have, to, right. you yeah. have to accept that. that. And it's write like, your own shit. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like they're always telling like, us to do. Have to be all white people. Make your, own, make your own stuff. And then we do that. And they're like, wait a second. We want that stuff, too. Fuck you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's literally like, like, oh, you got all you black people want your own fucking Broadway play. You go write one. Oh, we want that, too. Yeah. It's really good. It's right. successful. God damn it. We want that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Doing too much, white people, per usual. Doing too much. Doing too much. And I just want to give them all a hug and a slap across the face. Like, do better. Mm -hmm. Like, the the whole world is yours. Like, look around. at Like, on every billboard is white people. Every billboard on every Broadway playbill are white people. Mm -hmm. Like, even on the back cover of black shows are white advertisements with white people in it. Like That's true. Did I you not, not watch the Oscars, baby? Yeah. Come on. I, God um, damn it. Fucking white people. <laughs> I went to see Eclipse uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and uh, it's like super black. It's written by a black woman. It stars only black women. It's directed by um, a, black a black woman. woman. Like, it's black, okay? And still, as you said, the playbill was like white, white, white. And then the audience is super white at, because it's Broadway. And so I think that... Oh, I can't even. That is... Like, even. I was in the room and it was like, even the moments where I wanted to kind of like let myself like go there and like really be present, it was like uncomfortable with these white people there and like their of reaction course. to things and like, I don't know. So anyways, even when even when blackness protrudes into the space, it's not... Um, not get... It's not... Uh, piercing whiteness fully because of what you know the great white way no pun intended is generally speaking so no absolutely when i when i see black stuff like i um there's this play it just closed but it was amazing um it's called dot by this actor who is also a playwright uh, his name is coleman domingo about this black family in philadelphia 
um, and it's a play about dementia. He's on The Walking and Dead, right? Just to make sure I'm thinking of the same person, right? Call who? Me. Yeah, yeah, Fear yeah, the, the Walking, walking Dead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fear the Walking yeah, Dead. Sorry. Okay. Um, and it, you know, his plays are black as hell and funny as shit, and I'm I like I am laughing like full on laughing. And a couple of times, this woman who was an older white lady turned around and I was like, ha 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 ha, like at her, like <laughs> you're not about to tell me how to, how to watch my shit. Right. Like, no, no baby. No, 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 no. We, we went to see Clyborne Park and, uh, is it still being played? Oh Lord. It's not playing anymore. Is it right? No, okay. it's not. So spoiler alert, but the end of it, like the, I don't know if you saw it, Reggie, but the end of it has like a punchline where this black woman, yeah. a black character tells a joke. And the joke is what do white women and tampons have in common? Uh, there's like a, a long pause and she goes they're, they're both stuck, stuck up cunts okay. and the audience is all white it's all fucking white and it's like there's like a hush I, shh, there's like a hush I laughed pin so drop. hard you hear this ha I was dying it was priceless I thought it was so funny so I laughed priceless. so loud because I couldn't help myself it was just delivered well and it landed and all these especially the white women I saw them like Physically, I think a few of them actually clutched their pearls. Like, like honest to goodness, their hands of went up to their neck. Like, for real, for real. I'd never seen I, it I, in real life. I've, but I've never seen so many necks turn at you and anywhere in our entire existence. We've been places like 32 people turned around and looked at you like, and I'm like, um, it was a joke. She laughed. That's a joke, dude. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was seeing. I saw uh, Nicole um, was in a play. She was um, the the Mississippi River, and like audience after like just white people white people and all the jokes the night that i was there like there are lots of jokes you know because it was written by a black person mm-hmm. and and it wasn't directed by a black person but it was written by a black person um we'll leave my i'll save my comments about the director for later uh, <laughs> 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 drunk ass um, uh but like there's just so many jokes that like i was i was getting my fucking life from um, and people were just like, oh, what's, what, what, what's, I what don't is, understand. Like, it's not for it. you, baby. Yeah. I, I had that realization. I remember, I think it was in like junior high school. We went to one of these, like, you know, you go to like the Poconos for a few days. Well, those of you who are not from New York don't know that. But when you're a city kid, they eventually, at some point, you go up to the Poconos to some like, I don't know resort type of thing for a few days with this class and they had a bunch of movies and one of the movies was do the right thing and it come out like that previous year mm. and so i'm in there watching it i was like oh yeah let's watch do the right thing it's such a great movie blah 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 i'm from brooklyn okay so everybody else there is also from brooklyn no matter what race they were they put the movie in and the scene where um the shoelace the the sneakers get stepped on and martin lawrence is like damn you fucked your shit up that whole scene comes on me and my friend alexander are i'm not kidding you like we're laughing so hard we were kind of sitting towards the front of the room i didn't realize nobody else was laughing because we were like hitting each other and like cracking up we were the only two black black students um in the like program we were there and we turned around and it was like fucking silence behind us like they didn't even (laughs) comprehend any of the comedy and it was so weird and i looked to him i was like oh that's weird that they didn't even think any of this stuff was funny so mm, white people black women don't like you what <laughs> no that's idiotic black women don't like you <laughs> i just play that vine all day long that's, that's from the oj simpson tv no, have show have you guys been watching that oh shit that's yes it's so good so, so that was after good. the uh marcia clark had her uh what do they call it like uh the, the test whatever right, where the, the, the ju- they have a fake jury and people give their feedback and shit and she the, the first thing the guy says is black yeah, women, black don't, women like don't like you mm. <laughs> 
That's not nice. I mean, black people really don't like Sarah Paulson after 12 Years a Slave, but she played her part. Mm, mm, mm. I haven't seen I that movie. Mad. If I see her in the streets tomorrow, I'm gonna have words for her ass. <laughs> yeah, there might be uh, an apology on her part uh, due, and uh, I think we got one from this week. Do we not? Leslie? We do have one. I'm sorry, so sorry, so sorry. That I was such a so who's uh, Wendy Bell, and why do we care about her? Have you guys heard about the story, Wendy Bell? She is a Pittsburgh area news uh, reporter, a news anchor on television station, WTEA. She was fired this week for uh, inflammatory, quote unquote, not my quotes, the newspaper's quotes, racial, uh, racially tinged comments that she made on Facebook. Now, hold on, hold on. Let, let me, she, she did this whole diatribe. There was a shooting in Pittsburgh. On, you guys remember a few weeks ago where um, a gunman opened fire in at a at a birthday party and I killed uh, about like five six people. people. Yep. Yeah. So, so this was this was her gunman using an AK forty seven. Yeah, AK forty seven. Da 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 da. Whatever, whatever. Okay. I'm not debilitating it, but just giving you background on what she was commenting on. This is I got you. Uh, this mass shooting so she went on this this diatribe and she was like starts off by saying some bullshit about how her mother told her if she never had anything nice to say then she she shouldn't say anything at all and oh, i haven't had anything nice sake. to say because there's 11 there's no there's no words to write uh, when a coward holding an ak-47 hoses down a family and their friends sharing laughs and a mild evening on their back porch in wilkinson there's no kind words when six people are murdered when children have to hide and cover their face blah 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 and then she says she makes it all about her. She's hurting. She doesn't want to hurt anymore. She she can't. She's been walking around in a daze. And then she says, "Quote: <clears throat> You needn't be a criminal profiler to draw a mental sketch of the killers who broke so many hearts two weeks ago Wednesday. Oh. I will I will tell you that they live within five miles of Franklin Avenue and Ardmore Boulevard and have been hiding out since in a home likely much closer to them than that to that backyard patio than anyone thinks they are young black men likely teens or in their early 20s they have multiple siblings from multiple fathers and their mothers work multiple jobs these boys have been in the system before they've grown up there they know the police they've been arrested they've made the circuit and nothing has scared them enough now they are lost. Once you kill a neighbor's three children, two nieces, and her unborn grandson, there's no coming back. There's nothing nice to say about that. She then, um, yeah. baby, Wendy, Wendy. She Wendy. then she then says that she found some hope. You guys, she found some hope uh, in a young African American teen who was hustling around a restaurant uh, like nobody's business uh, on the South Side works. They, she goes through the, the child stacked oh, heavy glasses, ten high, carried three teetering towers of them with one hand, wiped off tables, tended to chairs, got down on his hands and knees to pick up the scraps that had fallen to the floor. And he did all of this with a rhythm and a step that gushed positivity. If only those AK-47. If only those AK-47. Uh, she didn't say thugs, but you know, she painted you a picture. Had only mm-hmm. been good, hard working bus boys. If that moved, only. Oh, if you, only. He moved like a dancer. Oh, with a up. satisfied smile on his what? face. And I couldn't take my eyes off him. He's going to make it, you guys. Oh, Wendy. Oh, the God, fuck he ass shit. That he was shucking and jiving. 
she she told the manager what a great worker he was and the manager beamed and agreed that his young employee was special and the boy as the boys and we put our coats and started walking out i saw the manager put his arm around that child's shoulder and pat him on the back and congratulations it will be some time before i forget the smile that beamed across that young worker's face or the look in his eyes as we caught each other's gaze i wonder how long it had been since someone had told him he was special oh i did good look at me i'm a special little white snowflake i helped the black little boy i did good look at me i'm gonna write about it i I did so good i did so good i'm gonna write a story about it it's amazing look at me look at me that's in like i'm wow like how dare you wendy how fucking dare you wow so did she apologize? What, 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 so so the here's the apology. apology. Here we go. So uh, obviously this this caused quite a stir. Everyone was markedly mm-hmm. and deservedly upset about it and uh, took her to task, including um, Damon uh, from Very White, a very smart, very smart brothers. He wrote an amazing piece about it. I'll put links in the show notes. Um, and so it. it caused her to to have to apologize. Now we rate our apologies here. So we'll need you guys. Once I've read this apology to give it a score on a scale of one to 10, uh, one, uh, would be well zero. It means it's not even an apology. And then we go all the way up through a sincere apology, which would, um, acknowledge what was done. Um, acknowledge those that were aggrieved and, uh, a marked, um, point to not doing it again that's those are our general criteria that we grade apologies on just so you know okay i can do that cool it's short so don't you don't have to wait too long for it her apology i now understand that some of the words i chose were insensitive and could be viewed as racist i regret offending anyone i'm truly sorry end quote stop it stop that's it that's it she get a negative go fuck herself (laughs) Yep. <laughs> New scale for Wendy. Oh my gosh, so that's, bad. That's not an apology. Like, oh my god, I I recognize that some of the words I said were, girl, yeah, girl. That's, that's the like she got all the hallmarks Jeez. of the like she deflected. She didn't say I'm sorry, but she said I'm sorry for people I might have offended. Right. Like you know all the classic non-apology, it's a non-apology, unpology deflections. Yeah, she. This is a zero. Nicole, what are you giving it? Zero. Zero. That's not an apology. Well, to back that up, her she was as I said she was fired today, and her editorial uh, board did this issue this apology. So listen to that. Editorial speaking on behalf of the editorial board is Charles W. Wolfords, president and general manager of WTAE. We at WTAE would like to apologize for the actions of one of our anchors earlier this week. Wendy Bell posted a message on her Facebook page that offended many of our viewers. Her post offended us. Wendy has since apologized for what she wrote and acknowledged it was insensitive. Wendy is sorry for the words she chose, and so are we. It was an egregious lack of judgment. WTAE regrets it happened and is committed to making sure something like this doesn't happen again. Now that the post is down, WTAE management is initiating a comprehensive examination of the issue and will take appropriate action. We are committed to working with local community organizations to further the dialogue around these important issues. We believe what happened at WTAE this week should be something we all learn from. We can be and will be better. My name is Classic with an I and a little dick hanging off the C that bends around and f*** the air out of the A-S-S. Classy. Keep it classy, Keep W. It classy, W. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And you know, they, um, they also pulled out the fucking, like, tried and true, like, we're really happy we started this dialogue. 
Uh, it's really he, pull, he pulled out the black people please keep watching our station apology. <laughs> he pulled out the we can't afford to lose Shit. those ratings apology. So we have to right, grade. like we still want to carry love and hip hop Atlanta. Yes, exactly, exactly. We need we need those those <laughs> those eyeballs to come through. Um, yeah, because. I don't know how I feel about a few things irritated me. One was that it's always this like, oh, black people were harmed. At least we can learn our lesson. Like, yeah. fuck you and your lesson. We like, started a dialogue. How about one day you guys learn some shit that doesn't require us to be in pain? One, just one fucking Why is your hurt always a dialogue too? Just like, black, one day. like black people are outraged. It's like, oh, we started a dialogue. <sighs> <laughs> like, no, you didn't. You insulted a shitload of people. You marginalized an entirely fucking oppressed community. We started a dialogue. I'm really proud I'm of that. And get, like, yeah. can I just, can I ask one question, Wendy? Where the fuck you think they get them AK-47s from, baby? Thank you. Mm-hmm. They're not making them on the corner of wherever and wherever. That's for fucking sure. Where yeah. you think they get them shits from? You know, they'll do that. Just like j- from my, the, from the best movie to not win any motherfucking Oscars last, uh, this past year. Uh, if cocaine comes from Colombia and I don't have a passport, how the fuck you think that shit got into my community? Yeah, she uh, she does the I don't say classic, but I've seen a lot of white people do the same thing where like you're having like a you don't realize that you're having like a fuck ass like like uh, conclusion like like in her mind like what she was doing was like profound and amazing. She's like writing on this Facebook post like oh my god it's so incredible I saw this bus boy I do this thing and I'm gonna relay it to the shooting. To I call that the that's the blind side effect because yeah, every, all totally these white is. women saw Sandra Bullock yeah. in that fucking movie and were like I'm gonna save some black people. <laughs> but like save them. why wasn't her response to tell to ask the manager um if that boy like had an interest in journalism and to maybe get him an internship yeah. at her station. But well, she just thought and she said, oh, look at that poor, look at that coon knowing his place, picking up crumbs, bending down the floor to pick up my mess. Like a Good dancer. Good for him. He's going to make it. Like a dancer. Yeah, why, why wasn't her first impulse to like slip him a fucking like 20? <laughs> Give him a fucking okay, tip. bitch. Come hey, on, Wendy. You're kicking ass, fuck dude. Your, fuck you, your 10 bucks. Give me your coins, dude. <laughs> How much easier would that have been? She couldn't have wrote a story about it, but yeah, she could have done that. she couldn't have. That's exactly the point, though. She couldn't have wrote that fucking story then. I'm surprised it wasn't like a because Instagram you know, selfie. She, she thought, you know, I'm. Uh, she had the Mandingo thought. She was like, mm, mm. like a dancer. My <laughs> eyes crossed across the parking lot in Ooh. a steamy embrace. That reminds me of, mm. I don't know if you guys knew, like, I think it was towards the end of last year, but Black Girl in Maine, or over the summer, Black Girl in Maine, she's um, Shay. She is a blogger and a writer, and she works on racial justice, but she um, has biracial children and she and her family were out having ice cream and walking down the street in her hometown or no, the town they live in in Maine and a car drove by and screamed the n-word at them and it was the first time her like eight-year-old daughter had heard about it blah 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 and it was really shitty the situation as it as it went but what made it worse was this white newscaster from the area was there and witnessed it and wrote this like long you know heartfelt you know diatribe about you know what it felt to be there and watching it and and how you know Maine needs to do better and blah 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 and guess what story got picked up and so Shay's life like blew up because she started getting all these calls. It was like this big news thing. And this woman, her whole point was like, bitch, you could have said something when I was standing there consoling my crying daughter instead of going right. home and writing on fucking Facebook about this. You know what would have been nice? You walking up and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, because I'm a fucking human being, not just some person to talk about in your goddamn story. Fodder for the timeline. Yeah, she could have gone up to her herself and been like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I wish I was brave enough to say something, but like, 
Yeah, she wanted to feel better about herself. She sure Girl, did. bye. Mm-mm. Bye. Bye. For real, I'm just reading back to Wendy's fucking Facebook thing. He moved like a dancer like with a, dancer. a satisfied smile on his face, and I couldn't take my eyes off like of him. That satisfied smile thing it. is so like paternalistic. Oh, like, it's gross. He was satisfied man. to She's know like devouring that him, that's what he, that was his job in yep. life to clean up my mess. Like, yeah. ugh. Mm-mm-mm. It's gross. She, oh, it's so bad. Anyways, we have to grade uh, the the station's apology. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna right. give him a solid one and a half. One and a half. All right. Mm. <laughs> Damn. One and a half only. And Nicole. I'm gonna go with the two. A two. Okay, Drew. Yeah. I'll say it, it could have been more than a two. Like they had all the hallmarks of like an appropriate apology, but then it was like we're just gonna hang out, Wendy. Like she said some really fucking offensive things, and we thought it was bad too. Not like we hired her and we kept her around and we loved her until she fucking stepped in poop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you could be a little bit more honest. So I'm gonna go with the two. Yeah. She won like 21 local Emmys. That's what I'm saying. So like they, she was the fucking belle that. of the ball until she yeah. opened. She what? She did? Yeah, yeah. She sure did. Yeah. She wasn't no like. She wasn't no slouch. No, she was out. She was like the face of Pittsburgh news or whatever. And you know so. that 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 social media like connection that people have to the real world sometimes. Like I just don't think they always understand quite. Oh yeah, it'll bite them right in the ass. Yeah. They have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> Which I That's think is terrible. like yeah, it's, it's really bad. And my thing is that not, like this dialogue he wants to create. Well, what's it about exactly? Is it about your fuck ass newscaster and the right. attitude of and white my- people in Pittsburgh? Because it doesn't sound like you think that's what the issue is. And who are these community leaders that you're meeting with? Who are they exactly? And I guarantee you the problem that that he thinks and everyone thinks is about the racial profiling bit. None of this fucking paternalistic fucking like, like, he was beaming like a dancer and I couldn't. That's not a problem Mm. at all. That's just like weird. Because if you're meeting with the pastors who think that slavery was just like a job, I guarantee this dialogue isn't going to go very far. Exactly. (laughs) It was a a form of migration. It was just, just, you know. (laughs) Forced yeah. labor, that's all. This new economic policy called slavery. Yeah. yeah. It's like you look up yeah. with slavery when you make somebody work and you don't pay them. That's all. There's that meme with that's this, all. With, uh, this white girl and she's like got her uh, – she's crying over the shoulder of like a football player in high school and her mascara is running and she's like – you know, the, the meme changes. But it's like, you know, Becky made fun of me. That's what slavery must have felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly true. How dreadful! How mm-hmm. dreadful for them. Did uh, did you see this on our on our John Wall, uh, Leslie? Ten uh, ten worst drinks black people ever thought was cool to drink. Ooh, let's go through that. Oh lord, let's no. do that. Oh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna so read it. I'm gonna read it. We can't do this in front of mixed company. <laughs> but well, you're you're married to Leslie, so you can't you can't divorce her now. No, for real. Let for me tell real? you, not even looking at this list, Drew probably likes I'm, like seventy percent like, of the I'm list. I'm deep in this list. I dude. guarantee. Straight up, dude. Like the, the cover image, the coverage is hypnotic. You love hypnotic. Shit. I put it, I put hypnotic in a papoose and took it to a Cubs game. Oh, for fuck's sake! At like three in the afternoon, drinking like a a bladder full of hypnotic. Oh, I think shit. there was lemonade in it too. <laughs> okay, let's get through this list. Number ten, Crystal. Because you will never convince me there's any discernible difference between it and Andre. Mm. I've never drank uh, Crystal, but uh, I do feel Crystal was just sort of like hyped up by the like hip hop and rap. Once game R. Kelly that. started singing about it, I couldn't drink it no more. So. Well, and then the owner of Crystal, oh, yeah. Yeah. like all anti Jay Z was like, "Oh, you drink it, Fuck yeah, that guy. yeah." Actually, yeah. I like uh, what's the champagne we actually get the um, Vuv Clico. Yeah. yeah, that's good shit. Oh, yeah. uh, malt liquor, which I don't drink anymore. I, 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 I used to be 
Yeah, me and Motlick used to be friends, but uh, <laughs> not anymore. It's not politically true. Don't feel bad. Me too. Back in I the may day, have kept a Boone's farm in Nicole's listen, freezer. Once listen, or twice. listen, listen. Like nowadays, like all these like craft and microbreweries, like ten percent beer is like no big deal. It's like no thing. Back in like ninety two, like if you wanted like eight and nine percent beer, it was malt liquor. You just had to do what you had to do. Right? Like, you can't be mad about it. Yeah! yeah. For real, nah, dude. Mickey's Ice. St. Ives. St. Oh, Ives, Ives, Old English, Mickey's. What was, yeah. the, what was the Ice House one? All oh, uh, that shit, dude. But that. it's not politically correct to victim blame, but if you're willingly sleeping with someone who drinks malt liquor and you wake up with your TV, toothbrush, and four steps off your suitcase, staircase missing, you deserved it. Aww. Number eight, uh, the, the baseball-infused uh, hypnotic. <laughs> Hypnotic. I honestly, like, what was the one Incredible Hulk, Hypnotic, and fucking uh, Hennessy? That Hennessy. shit was good. That shit yeah. was good. Hypnotic and Hennessy. I had that for the first time. I um, I lost 30 points off my credit score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not even looking at the list. That's six. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Number six. Number eight. <laughs> hypnotic. Number seven. Thug Passion. Oh, that was the Alizé one. Yeah. And I, I, used to, I used to love Alizé. When I was in college, that was my fucking drink. Here's the thing. I low-key kind of liked it, but I was like embarrassed to order it. I'm not going to be like, at <laughs> like a bar. Like, you walking up, can, I, can I get a thug passion? Yeah, dude, that's not a good um, uh, Yeah, you were not ordering a thug passion. <laughs> no, but I did. I liked it. Hennessy and, and uh, Alizé. You had to make that at home. You couldn't order that at home. <laughs> <laughs> they had to make up another name. Like, you know, like you, when we were little, the, the guys ordered, not Shirley Temple's, what was the other thing? A Roy Rogers. Oh, Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. They had to Ooh, flip it yeah. out. It's Let's switch it up a bit. All right. Number six, uh, the aforementioned Incredible Hulk. Uh, dear black people, when are we going to stop trying to mix Henny with every fucking thing? And P.S., <laughs> when are we going to finally collectively admit that Hennessy doesn't actually taste good? Hey. It's not that VSOP. It's okay. It's not that good. Yeah. Number five, uh, this one, I don't know, Liquid Viagra. Because anytime you can drink a drink that tastes like a horse's urine, but after the horse drank two gallons of Mountain Dew, you need to drink that drink. What the is fuck? Someone liquid Someone looked that up right now. Liquid Viagra. Let's see what's in there. I'm looking it up. I think it's a shot, it looks like. It must be. Um, it's Jaeger and Red Bull. Why would you drink that? Why would you drink either of those things separately and together? That sounds horrible. Uh, either one tastes oh. horrible on each on their own. Together, oh gosh. Number four, amaretto sour. My mom drinks those. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Uh oh. You're into the amaretto sour. Right. That was the first drink I ordered before uh, Nicole put me on gin and tonics. Well, it does say yeah, razor. When I first turned 21, I ordered an amaretto sour. Too. I, that's that's how, it, I think it's a young right. person's drink. They, they just said that raise your hand if this was your first drink you ordered in a club, but keep your hand up if you ordered any time after your 24th birthday. Not take that hand and smack this shit out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> The, yes. uh, you, yes. you, you mentioned it, uh, and I, I would say I come from a, a, an illustrious and long line of alcoholics, <laughs> uh, the Irish uh, family side. Yeah. And uh, I've had precisely two hangovers in my entire life from alcohol, and uh, one was on this, number three, Mogan David, Mad Dog 2020. 2020. Oh. It was, uh, <laughs> I remember you used to come in like strawberry and grape and Blue fucking key lime. Raspberry and shit. <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> we, we had this fake ID that was so fucking bad. We went to like the worst party store ever. Just like they wouldn't like give us flack about this fake ID. Like it literally said Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Like literally. So we take this fake ID and wow. like, what should we? You know, we're at this like bank, like bunk ass party store. What should we get? We bought like fucking six of these Mogan David fucking things. Wow. And the dude's ringing it up. He's like, "You want some tums with that?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Why do you ask?" <laughs> you're about to be sick. Number two, what's number two? <laughs> literally any sport drink mixed with literally any alcohol. Oh yeah, beverage. Gatorade with that. Uh-uh. <sighs> why? Why? Gatorade and vodka. Mm, why? Just, no. That, that's something like again, like were you going to like a all weekend festival or some shit? I <laughs> I always picture like bodybuilders would do that. Like I gotta get some <laughs> electrolytes with my alcohol. Like I don't know. I don't know why. Anybody, yeah, any, a normal person shouldn't do that. Number one, Everclear, Everclear. is the worst thing ever, ever ever created by God. Nothing, not the albino cockroach, not Joffrey Baratheon, not Dion Waiters <laughs> is worse than Everclear. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So, uh, I, I thought they were going to say um, Four Loco, so I'm glad oh, that. Well, that's Loco. my that's, liquor. That's my Yeah, liquor. and that's like banned, isn't it, or something? I think it is. I don't think you can get it everywhere anymore. But I, uh, I, so we uh, had a going away party one time, and I made this jungle juice with a fucking bottle of Everclear that I punched When he a, says we, he does not mean me, oh, yeah, just to be Colin. clear. This is, this okay. very white guy in his whiteness uh, without Leslie. Yeah. Uh, so I punched, a, I punched a hole in a watermelon, put the Everclear bottle into the watermelon, then sunk the watermelon and the Everclear in the bottom of like a 50-gallon you know, trash can thing, and then just tons of like vodka and gin and Kool-Aid and all this fucking shit. And it was like the bomb, like for real, for real. And it was from... Did anybody die? Well, we got going at like 7 in the morning, and there was a guy that was my friend, Roger the Alcoholic, like had a DUI, couldn't like drive, rode his bike. He gets there first. He takes one sip. He's like, oh, I'm here. This is me. I'm going to sit here. This, this is good. We good. And just drank it all. I'm like, it must be good, right? So we drank and drank and drank and drank. Fucking end of the night, we get this watermelon. Like, we got to do something with it. We drank all the shit. We start eating this watermelon. Oh, my fucking God. It was like, it looked like raw liver. Oh, right? First God. of all, the watermelon was just like, oh it was this, it was all soaking and ever clear. And like, you would take a bite. You'd be like, Oh my god! It was just awful. I think that day I passed out on like three separate occasions. I passed out at like eleven thirty. Woke up and like passed out again at like four. And then like passed out for good at like one a.m. Mm-hmm. It was a good day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Everclear. Oh, those are all terrible. But <laughs> I did like. You can like strip paint with that shit. Yeah, too. it was bad. I think you can like make like different drugs with it. It's like part of the like recipe for meth or something. It's not good. <laughs> I don't know if it's part of the recipe for <laughs> meth. I don't know. I don't know. It's not good. Uh, so. Since you guys are here, we wanted to take a little walk down memory lane and talk about the classic R&B song, Speech. So R&B is always about love, the good and the bad. And what better way to convey this narrative to listeners than with the addition of a monologue? Whether at the beginning, in the middle, or the end, a spoken word portion makes listeners relate to the song, forcing them to sing along. So... We're going to go through it. They don't do that anymore either. No, it's a very very rare, rare thing. So I'm going to play some and see if you guys can finish the lyric, the oh the, the speech. We'll see how we. I'm going to tap out right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm zero you're for zero. Good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Start with the first. The first one is Shirley Brown's "Woman to Woman." Come on oh. now. Here we go. Come on I got now. This. Hello. May I speak to Barbara? Barbara, this is Shirley. Shirley. What, com- ah. what comes next? Barbara, Ooh, this is Shirley. I, I just, I just, Ray, I just Ray. want. Oh no! I just want to like, tell you how I feel. I want to say that the man. Oh my God! This is so embarrassing. Oh my! I'm so happy my mom is not listening to this because she'd be embarrassed of me that I don't know this. Um. Oh Lord! Oh 
what is it what's next let's hear let's hear what it is here we go you might not know who i am but the reason i'm calling you is because i was going through my old man's pockets this morning and i just happened to find your name and number so woman to woman Mm. i don't think it's being any more than fair than to call you and let you know where i'm coming from now barbara i don't know how you're gonna take this but whether you be cool or come out of a bag or come out the bag come out the bag it really doesn't make any difference mm. but it's only fair that i let you know that the man you're in love with he's mine Ooh. from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet the bed he sleeps in and every piece of food he eats you see i make it possible the clothes on his back <laughs> i buy them the car he drives i pay the note every month i'm gonna stop there but i'm just telling you this is a four minute song one minute 21 seconds she's still going on a monologue like Like, she is letting barbara know barbara is gonna hear from her tonight that clearance and those gold toe socks he wears he ain't playing all belong to shirley all of it she makes it possible y'all don't you forget it uh next up we have betty wright's tonight is the night yes yes we're gonna have miss betty come through let's see all right let me turn this up here we go you see it's the story of a young girl making love for the very first time come on now when i finally got a melody i took it home and i I played it for my mother. Now, I got to tell you a little bit about my mother. You see, I come from one of those pretty large families, and I'm the baby of the family. And you know, you never grow up to your mother. I'll never forget the way she looked at me when I played it for her. She said, uh, I like the music. You know, baby, the melody is really nice. But I know you're not going to sing that song. What's next? I know you're not going to sing that song. Oh, my so God. We, it was like, so we eased it right on by her. Uh, you played all the part that I knew. So we eased it right on by her. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you. Hey, one of my biggest friends. Hey. So I want you to do this for me, if you will. Everybody. Think back. Think back. Think back. Very first time. Very First time. That baseline is everything. Every single thing. Every last little tiny, tiny thing. Um, Up next, a little bit newer song. We're going to go to the 90s and we're going to listen to a little Boys to Men, End of the Road. Of course. Of, of course. course. I mean, R&B uh, soliloquies go. It's a pretty big one. So here we go. Girl, I'm here for you. All those times at night when you just heard me. What's next? All those times at night when you just heard me. Uh, all those times now you just heard me. And something about crying. Uh, oh. Give me a little more. I can finish it. I just ran out with that other fella. Baby, I knew about it. 
I just didn't care. I didn't care. You don't I understand. Just don't understand how much I love you, dear. I'm here for you. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. All right. Up next. Actually, I know, Nick Drew, I know you're not a huge fan of this young lady, uh, which would be one Alicia Keys. And I don't, I, I, oh, oh, we don't even have to play it. <laughs> I could do the whole monologue right now. <laughs> All right, go for it. Go for it. All right, hold on. Let me get to it here. So this is, of course, from You Don't Know My Name. I could do this right now. I don't need no music. You don't even need. Here we go. Hello. Can I speak to, to Michael? Michael. Oh hey. <laughs> Fuck you, Nicole. <laughs> oh hey. How you doing? Um, I know you don't know me, but this is the waitress from the coffee house on 39th and Lennox. You know the one with the braids. Yeah. Well, um, I see you coming on your lunch break every time, and you always order the special. <laughs> With the hot chocolate. <laughs> With the hot chocolate. My manager be tripping and stuff talking about we got to use water. water. But I always use some milk and cream for, for you, you because I oh, I think you kind of sweet. <laughs> so anyway, you always got on some fly blue suit and your cup things all shining. So what you do? <laughs> oh, word. Some fly blue suit. <laughs> you did, man. You had a word for fucking that, that word. Is, that, is, that is absolutely my, my favorite part, though. I love I'm it. I'm different inside my work clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's the part I'm going to go to. Here goes. I waste your time, but I know girls don't usually do this. But I was wondering if maybe we could get together outside the restaurant one day. You know, because I do look a lot different outside my work clothes. <laughs> we can go across the street to the park right here. Oh, wait, what'd you say? Hold, hold on, my phone breaking up. My phone breaking up. Can you hear me that? Yeah. So what day did you say? Okay. Thursday's perfect, man. That's my best you, you didn't have to say nothing. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, up next, we have uh, the vocal stylings of um, Casey and JoJo from Jodeci. Here we go. Oh, God. With, with well, day. Nicole will get this one. Message ever. Just kept listening over and over. So every, whenever we go out to dinner at some point, someone would be like, shh, 
don't talk. talk. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is another classic. Rick James, Tina Marie. Oh. Yes. Wow. What's recommend to? You must admit. Um, keep going. This is Cocaine's a hell of a drug. That's what he's admitting. <laughs> I must admit, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, me? Well, I've just been doing the same old thing I've always been doing. You know, mm. I've got a new lady now. And it's a little different than it was when I was with you. You know, I think back to when we met, the way I used to be and the cold way I used to act. But more than that, I think of how you changed me with your love and sensitivity. Remember when I used to. Yo, who is the new Rick James? Like, where, where is where is that? Where is that? Nobody. Like, there's nobody filling that void of like just sultry R and B, like true soulful, sexy love songs. I where mean, are they? Kind of, Nicole. Don't stab me. <laughs> don't attack me. Oh boy. Who's me? Maybe, maybe Tyrese. No. 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 I mean, like, he's endeavoring to. Is he succeeding? No. Absolutely Is not. he endeavoring to? I don't know about that. He's a good singer. His last album was actually, like, kind of good. Not like uh, Maxwell D'Angelo, nobody's doing a good enough for you, Leslie? Nope. Well, I don't, I don't think of them... I think of Maxwell like very different vocally than yes. Rick James. It's like not Maxwell like guttural, more... like down, you know, deep dug He's in. He's about of making stuff. the pussy squirt. No, that's Brian McKnight. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, sir, sir, don't don't you know besmirch the name of Maxwell on the podcast? But uh, yeah. I'm, I we need we need more of that. I don't know. I'm, I, that's the R and B I like, so I miss it a lot. No, there's 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 oh, certain uh, that's a that's a void that needs to be filled. Absolutely. Do you know B J the Chicago Kid at all? Mm-mm. Oh, that down. So He's good. Obsessed with him as of this week, and he because he kind of sounds like D'Angelo. Mm. Um, you should check him out. I'll definitely do that. His little his little feature on um Jill Scott's song at the end of her album is is really amazing. Okay. To check it out for sure. I love Joe Scott. Um, let's see. A also, little... Leon Bridges, Leslie. Beyond Bridges, that we said. Leon Bridges. Oh, I have heard him, and I like him. Yes, I don't know why. Was he on SNL recently or something like that? He was on Maybe. something like that that I remember being like, "Oh, who I is think this so. Guy? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember seeing him. Okay, I think we're just gonna do. We'll do a couple more of these. So we've got. Uh, this one from uh, a Janet Jackson. What's up, girl? He stood me up again. Again. <laughs> What's up with this guy? Do you really like him that much? Yes, honey. I love him. He is fun. He does a lot of nice hey. things for me. I know he used to do nice stuff for you. 
But what has he done for you lately? But what has he done for you lately? All right. From one pop diva to another, Beyonce makes her first appearance here. I'm sure I have this one too. Oh, baby, how you doing? You know, I'm gonna come back to the chase. Some women were made. But me, myself, I like to think that I was created for a special purpose. Mm -hmm. And what's more special than you? All right. Uh, yeah, they were gonna take my gay card if I didn't get that one. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be over then. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Aretha Franklin. Here we go. Listen, oh. dear. I realize that you've been hurt. Oh. Because I've been there. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where, Ooh. we're all precious in His sight. I like how she said who, what, where, when. She had the the. Down. She gave you that old black. Oh yeah, she was getting the whole thing together. I love this song. And a rose, still a rose, still, still and always will be a rose. Who produced this song? I've been thinking about that. This song is so good. Uh, it sounds like a puff, a puffy, production. puffy, or like Ronnie Jerkin. Somebody like that must have done it. It was really good though. Mm-hmm. Let me get on the Google. Get on the get, get on the Google. See who produced that thing. They produced the hell out of it. Uh, yeah, because wasn't that with that was not with Mary J. Blige? I thought it was like it was like uh, Lauren was there, Mary was there, and like somebody else it was like four or, or five, maybe Monica, somebody like that was up in the mix. I thought it was a, quite a few people actually. Yeah, a lot correctly. of yeah, there were a couple people some youngins, mm-hmm. some youngins were in mm-hmm. there. All right, and our last one comes courtesy of Miss Diana Aros. next no oh, matter what no. you are yes. no matter how far oh yeah no matter where you are no matter how far just call my name okay. I'll be there to hurt you don't have to worry depend and never worry
me tell you something about Miss Diana Ross. Come on. She has done the most with probably the the smallest range of voice in the Life. history of anybody <laughs> ever. Ooh, the views expressed here do not <laughs> reflect me. Let me Get tell out you. Of my mentions, Listen, Thomas. I, I don't want to hear nothing about it. I love Diana Ross. She's one of my favorite, but to me it's like a testament to her showmanship and her real performance quality it's even in her vocals that she's done such amazing things with a range that is not as wide as her peers when you look at the other you know singers that reach the caliber of success that she had that were around her it's it's amazing so go ahead Diana about her yes it is wait yes. you didn't play my favorite one of all time which is what now the orange juice Jones, the little oh, thing he does. Oh, uh, I right? saw you and him walking in the rain. Isn't that that one? The squirrel or not? <laughs> Let me see if, if I can get that one up for you. Let's see. Orange juice Jones. Oh, I don't see that one. Uh, oh, maybe it's not called walking in the rain. So I saw you and him. It's just called the rain. Oh, it's just called the rain. Oh, good Lord. Of course it is. That dude. The rain. Mm, I don't see him on here. Let me look it up here. The rain. Orange Juice Jones. Let's Orin. Orin. All right, here we go. This might be it. Is it the end, though, or the beginning? Get documents done anywhere. It's at the beginning? Okay. Stupid-ass commercials. Yeah, it's I not know. Damn ads. Oh, by the way, Lauren Hill wrote and produced the Rose's Door Rose. Makes sense. He's like waiting for her in this church in this video. It's terrible. Oh my god, the hot chocolate again! How's day today? Did you miss me? You did. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed you so much, I followed you today. Oh my god. Freeze, right? Now close your mouth, because you cold. He doesn't know what to do, y'all. My first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. Do a Rambo. Flat blast both of you. I ain't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. <laughs> so instead, Lynx, I just I chilled. Chill. <laughs> that was the bank. Took out every dime. And then we can cancel all those credit cards. Yeah. All your charge counts. Yeah. I stuck you up every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. He's stuck yeah. her up. That's right. Everything. <laughs> Everything. So the girl has her hair like so nicely done when she's in her pretty dress and he's yelling at her. And then like the next scene, she's in like drab gray sweatpants and her hair looks a mess and she's just wandering the streets because he put her out. Because <sighs> he saw her and him walking, walking in, the in the rain. My favorite thing though is the top comment on this video <clears throat> by Rich Muscle. 
mind you, the the song we just heard it. He said that his first instinct was to do a Rambo and blast you both. And he says, "Man, <laughs> much Rich Muscle says, man, they don't make music like this anymore. You don't hear the word <laughs> bitches, hoes, or none of that garbage." <laughs> wow. And not Sir. to be outdone, internet thug replies. Sometimes you just have to call a bitch a bitch so you, she gets the message. Damn. Whoa. You said earlier, Reggie, about the pseudo anonymity oh, of the fucking comment section of the internet. God damn it, guys. We were doing so well. <laughs> Sometimes you have to call a bitch. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm sure your mother is just beaming. Yeah, because she's upstairs. You live in her basement. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's real fucking thrilled with you. While she's, she's fucking eating your hot pocket right fucking now. Doing your laundry. Washing your dirty ass drawers. Oh, Doug, oh come get your goodness. hot pocket. Oh my goodness. Okay, so now is the time of the show where we generally talk about shows we're watching and that we're enjoying uh, TV shows and any movies we've seen. What's going on on your televisions these days? So I just like totally downgraded my cable and trying to. Oh right, it. I heard you're trying to like do something different yeah. now. Yes, I heard. What's, I, what are you doing? Uh, just antenna. Just basic. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew had to go lower. Like, I'm, really, I'm, Drew? That's legitimate. People Shade. go antenna. People go antenna. It's HD signal antenna, but there's no fucking cost. What's wrong with antenna? Damn, shade, grenade <laughs> on the that. Fuck. He said, you got the rabbit ears. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm talking about people that de- you can decouple from cable. You can get rid of cable Ooh. entirely, have the rabbit ears, she HBO said she, Go, She said Hulu she downgraded. She didn't say, I got rid of my cable. She said she right. downgraded. All okay? right. Excuse With me, Nick antenna. Anyways. I'm sorry. Oh, so no. sorry. So we have to grade that next episode and see how your apology goes. <laughs> Anyways, as you were saying, though, with your downgraded uh, cable. So I've been watching a lot of like Hulu and Netflix. Right. And currently, the two things that I'm obsessed over are, I know, Fuller House. I think it's adorable. Okay. And um, I have already seen every episode, but The Hills. <laughs> the Hills, <laughs> like LC and um, all of and that. Low. And low, right? And Audrina and oh, bitch ass. Oh no, yeah, that was yes, Audrina. Oh god, Uh, I'm I'm into uh, uh, friggin' uh, I keep on saying Daredevil, but it's not. uh, Yeah, Daredevil. You're into Daredevil? Yeah, Yeah, that's on um, Netflix. Netflix. What about you, Reggie? What's what's your current tell? There's a lot Uh, of reunions on these couple of weeks, which has been uh, entertaining to say the least. There are. I'm. I am very late, um, and I'm catching up. Well, there's two things I'm watching right now. I'm watching Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Love it. Dame, we just watched the Dame Dash uh, introduction. You know, uh, oh, my God. When week. she called Sister Patterson by her name, Yo. Like, Yo. there's She's one thing you do. The, don't do. Do not call and, a black mother by her first name. Nope. Like, don't do and it. And then when my boy fucking walked into her bedroom. Oh, oh shit. She was. Here's the thing. She was putting 55 on it because there were men cameramen in there. Yeah, she's, she, we all know she extra anyways. You but. know, I, I had forgotten. <laughs> extra as fuck. Extra. No, not just extra. I'd forgotten how, like the relationship between Tiffany and her mom is so manipulative. Like, she steps oh, out the God. fucking limo and she's like, you look fat. <laughs> Literally, the first word out of her mouth. She sure did. You look fat. Like, you put on, a, put on a few pounds. So I was like, damn. Thanks, okay. mom. 
You know yeah, there's a camera she here. Said if she had a baby, she was going to take the baby. Yeah, she yeah. Was, that's, that's my baby. Um, Don't have a baby, Tiffany. Just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please don't. Um, so so that and uh, the show that's I'm very, very late to is The Wire. Yes, I've been enjoying uh, like reliving The Wire through your what eyes. What season are you on? Uh, so you, Yeah, so I just finished three. I'm starting four. Four is so good. Three was what uh, department and four is what department? That was the docs. Three is the docs and four is what? Two is the docs. Two, oh, is, two the is the docs. Three is what? Three is Hamsterdam. Basically. Oh, oh right. Right, 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 right. Oh, man. And what's four? Four is the schools. That was my favorite season. Okay. What about you, Nicole? What was your favorite of, of The Wire? Four. Definitely four. Yeah, four was my favorite. You're, you're in for, well, it's heart, equally heartbreaking and also just like. And uh, it's such a good show in a binge watch fashion. Like oh, if I had yeah. to watch all five seasons over like six years. I'd have been pissed. Week, yeah, it took a while. No, it, it's better yeah, to see I mean, it. I was, it was, it like made me a little sad because at the end of season three, haha, spoiler, but the show is like a decade old, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, when they showed the old Frank Zabotka mm. um, flyer at the end of season three, yeah. I was like, oh, that's right, he's dead. Yep. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff, like, I, especially I think seasons four and five, that I was like, man, if I had watched this normally, half the shit that they hearken back to, I wouldn't have I wouldn't remembered. Have yeah, but because long. I binge watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was just, you know, a month ago because I just watched it or whatever. So that's awesome. Right. Um, Underground, either of you watching that? That's on basic cable. Yeah. I, I I don't get that channel. It's odd the channels that I get, but I am watching it. Um, I just have to watch it the next day. Gotcha. It's been really well, good. This week. Yes. I was real skeptical. I was looking at John Legend real side-eyed, like really mm. underground. That's where we're going. Break free. Mm, you know, I don't know, know if it's on uh, Netflix, like but a it. really good show. Uh, I would say like sort of a compendium to the wire was, uh, what was the Vic Mackey? The Shield? Oh, The Shield, yeah. Yeah, I love that, that show. Was that was good. good. Interesting. What, else, we going, what else are we watching right now? Uh, well, you, have you guys, maybe uh, you probably don't get this with Basic Cable, but there's a new Vice Land TV station. Oh, yeah, that's I been know. good. They have a new TV channel, and it's been really, really interesting. Um, uh, so they've had, like, shows, like, one about weed and, like, weed all over the all over the world. They've had one called Noisy that was about music. They have one called Gaycation. Um, it's hosted by Ellen Page. And she goes oh, to yeah, all these different countries, like seeing what life is like for LGBT um, Q uh, citizens in those countries. And it's been—I think all the shows have been really well done. But I will also say that they've been very white. Like the, the, white the hosts are really white, yeah. and it's like them telling you know people of color stories in a lot of cases. But I'm—I'm I'm interested to see what they do moving forward because I think it's been well produced. Um, well, again, thank you guys so much for being here on the show. Like honestly, it was so, so much fun. fun. So awesome. fun. Thank you. Thank um, you, thank you. Tell everybody where they can find each of you and then the show as well so they can subscribe. Of course, we're podcast standing this week for What's the Tea. So just let everyone know where they can get in touch with you guys. Um, Nick Jew. Mm, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, the show is Good Day Saints. I'm Nick Jew and I see J-U. I'm R2-T-H-A edgy, R to the edgy. And if you're live tweeting the hashtag that t d a t t e a we don't have a website yet but that's coming i think nice. please clap <laughs> what's the tea what's the tea and they can find the show at um on facebook it's on stitcher where else can they find it automatic it just, itunes yeah where you get a podcast you can find this awesome 
Excellent. We'll have all the links to all of that in the show notes as well. And thank you guys again for coming coming on the show. It's just been such a blast. And uh, you're also here during Black Podcast Week, which is this week. Very exciting. And yeah, and Friday, um, the uh, April 1st, 9 p.m., we're going to be doing a Black Podcast Week Twitter chat with a bunch of awesome black podcasters talking about uh, all the stuff that we do. So that's going to be really fun. I've got some cool people. The uh, Beauty Jackson is going to be there. And I think Rod and Karen are going to be participating and Chris Fett from um, Insanity Check. Obviously, uh, I'll be there. And anybody, any other black podcasters out there, we want as many of us um, to be there uh, conversing in that time, 9 p.m., Friday the 1st. And uh, next week, we actually have Rod and Karen on the show. So that'll be really fun, too. Yes. Back to back. We're doing a big with all the, the big guns out for, for, uh, for this month. And <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Anything else, babe? No. Nothing on my end. All right. Good night, everybody. High five. <laughs>